are you recording this? I'm yes, recording. I'm recording. It's recording. So, yeah, but we didn't start the show. <laughs> which, that's whatever. But what's great is if you listen to UTH, and I do, and I have uh-huh. for years now. Um, and you, that's the only place you know, say, Katie and Tim from. You'd be like, wow, they're really, you know, very, they're very straight. Down, very, very, yeah, very, very buttoned down. Professionals. Exactly, right? Like they, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, no, no. Like I, I'll talk, and then you'd reach out to Katie, and then, you know, you'd be like, hey, uh, can I get your take on such and such? And she'd be like, he's got a big fat ass. <laughs> You're a stupid bitch. And you'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Katie like, talks about the asses it. of running backs. That's how, she, that's one of her grades. Like I have the confidence rating for players. Katie's yeah, got like, you know, if you ain't got no booty, you are not going to rise up the list of Katie's I, running backs. I am now on uh, Debbie Dashboard Insider Club, and we talk Debbie nonstop all day, every day. And I've got everybody, there's like 140 people in the chat and they are always asking me for the SAPR, the steak ass power report. <laughs> and the power rankings. Exactly. So I gave them, I gave them the power rankings of my top five uh, Debbie running backs. And then there's also the heartometer because you gotta, you gotta look into the heart. That was my other Debbie criteria that most people don't look at. So I, I definitely... Yeah, I thought that was a hard-on nominator. That's what um, I thought she oh, said, yeah, too. Holly. That's what I thought she just said. Because like, sometimes, <laughs> no, you know, when you see tape. Hard-on-nometer, um, not hard-on-her. Uh, well, because sometimes, you know, when you see a guy hit a jump cut, it's kind of like, oh, that, that made me move a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait you know, when we, when we first came in the room, we talked about that we didn't know what we were going to do, and I was going to have to steer it. We didn't even do an opening. We just started recording. So let's do the opening. And welcome to another episode of the Dining Trades HQ podcast. Yep. My, my name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz, and I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. You can find me on Twitter, too, at Dynasty <laughs> Madman. And Shane Manila. Hey, I'm excited. It's a Katie episode. Well, that's the thing. We have Katie in here, and we were already talking and everything. We're like, let's just hit record. <laughs> and so, Junk we're, in the trunk. <laughs> junk in the trunk. It is pretty funny, too, what you mentioned about if you only know Katie and Tim from UTH. It, it, it's a different experience. And, and Katie, you were actually one of the times – you've been on our show many times. So one of the times you were on our show, you – you mentioned the fact that when you're on that show, you're a lot more straight laced and and you you fit wherever you are when you're. So with us, apparently, it's a complete different situation. It rises to the <laughs> level of I, the water. I've been guest on a lot of podcasts lately, and one of my first questions is: Is this a PG thirteen podcast? <laughs> UTH is a PG thirteen podcast, and I usually say Richard Head. So that people know. Are what you I'm serious? Chad's PG thirteen, not the podcast, but that's no, funny. no. But but at least, like, I try not to get bleeped out. And and there was even a thing on Twitter one time where it was like, uh, you know, release Katie, like, let her go, let her let her cuss, let her, let her <laughs> release the hounds, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like free Katie. And uh, <laughs> so when I'm guest on other people's podcasts, if it's not PG thirteen, if it's rated E. I'm fine. Great. Great. for everyone. <laughs> I love it because, listen, I, I listened to it yesterday. I listened to UTH last, uh, yesterday. Um, they were talking about the senior bowl, and maybe we'll get into that with Katie. And, you know, it's <laughs> maybe. Like, it's like I'm listening to someone. Like, I know them, but it's a different person. And I'm like, oh, I really like this person's take on football. Like, I'd really love to talk to them about football. And then I get Katie on here, and we start talking, and I'm like, I'll talk a little football. 
but she's more fun to talk about everything else. <laughs> everything else. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. comes. She comes into every DM chat and really lights it all up. And uh, and I know Jeremy. We we did a couple of those drinking podcasts with uh, with Katie a few times, and those were fun too. Those and Katie Hollywood. was the star of the show both times. Yeah. But you know, Katie, it's, can I can I ask you? Um, you were talking about your Debbie rankings um, based on. <laughs> What's your so your running back rankings? Have you for rookies? Do you have a uh, do you have for, you those for, for, for rookies? Yeah, incoming, incoming, twenty twenty. Right. Yeah. So I think you all know I don't do actual rankings. I do not do site rankings for anybody. In fact, I I abhor the task. But I of course have to rank them in some sort for my own teams, of which I play many dynasty teams. And so as far as this year's class, the running backs suck. There's a couple good at the top. Yeah. And then after top that, I, my favorite phrase this year is just put them all in a bag, shake them up and roll them out. And you're going to, you've got good traits a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here. And this guy, depending on what round he gets drafted in, he may be all right, but there's going to be a lot of guys running backs this year that'll be drafted round three and beyond that are going to end up in the first late first of rookie drafts because it's so barren at the position. People will take a day three running back over a round one NFL wide receiver <laughs> in the back half of the first or early second round. I can guarantee it. Yeah, we saw that in our mock draft, Katie, that we did uh, last week, right? We saw yes. Kenneth Gainwell just because, oh, what's the next running back up? Oh, Kenneth Gainwell. Not a lot of hope for this guy, but, you know, he's the next running back up and let's go and uh, over how many good players. And that's exactly how it's going to play out in in our rookie drafts. You know it. Was he the running back four in that mock draft? I'm just curious. Five, I think. Five. So five running backs went in the first round. No, no, no. No, that was (laughs) – we were talking about toward – no, that was in the mid-second probably when Gable went. Five five backs at that point, he was the fifth. So so there's going to be guys like – you know, look, and it's hard because especially if you play Debbie, you loved guys like Chubba Hubbard. Um, Chuba. you love Chuba. Yeah. I call him Chubba. You like – you might have liked Kylan Hill. You know what I mean? And uh, I legitimately forgot Kylan Hill was even in this draft until someone mentioned him the other yeah, day. Right. But you know what I mean? These are names you remember. And they, they had that – well, Hubbard, obviously, more than one good season. But Hill had that one season where you're like, wow, I think he really can be something. And we're definitely going to project that and end up overdrafting these guys. Yeah, the Hub- Hubbard was the fourth back. Gainwell was the fifth, exactly. And and you just said it, you know, Hill, Jermar Jefferson, those, those are guys, I mean, and, and they probably have a place in the NFL. And some of those guys might be a hit in, um, you know, as, as, um, you know, change of pace backs or whatever, but yeah, you don't, you don't want to take them. Like Katie said, over, there's so many great players in this draft. Like don't force it. The problem is also, you know, we go ahead. What? I was going to say, or just trade the pick and just get out of, if, if all that you see are wide receivers and you're too top heavy on wide receivers and you don't want to take another wide receiver, trade the pick. I mean, unless you want. Because you need a running back. That's how you end up with Samaj Pirine um, backing up <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn on your roster. And uh, and I don't say that like I'm better than anyone because, well, Pirine I am, <laughs> because I it was like, no, I'm not doing this. He was drafted in like the fifth round. It's not happening. But Keyshawn Vaughn, I definitely you learned. 
I moved Keyshawn Vaughn up because, yeah, I was like, uh, he's a second day. It's a really good landing spot, bro. Landing spot. Yeah, Every- and then, you know, he gets there and you're like, oh, wait, he's not that good. Uh, <laughs> so many people took him last year, though, too. You know, and what you were talking about, about getting those guys, we, we admitted last week that it was a way too early draft anyways. And after what we went through last year without having all the information that we usually have, it was even more difficult to figure out which ones to get. And Katie, you came on the show last year around the time of the Senior Bowl, and it was we were just getting into this whole pandemic thing, and you were explaining how your guys' process was a little bit different because you couldn't do some of the things that you've always done every single year. And now here we are a year later where we're still in it, and things are not being done the same way like we we may not even have the combine or i think they already said we're not having the combine yeah we're not going to have the combine so so how is your process this year for these rookies i know you're already the diva of debbie you know all these debbie things but now going into the nfl how's your process different this year you just gotta put eyes on as much film as you can the senior bowl this year one thing i like about it is we've got virtual media passes instead of being there and sitting in one spot where you can only see a certain handful of wide receivers and you can't see the tight ends that are halfway across the field and you can't see the other uh, position groups, you've got to focus on the one position group. With, with the virtual media pass, what I like is we get three different camera angles of the same route that each wide receiver is running in all of the different drills. You get to see the running backs doing blocking drills and the tight ends doing blocking drills. And you can slow it down and do slow motion and be able to see their footwork. And, uh, you know, it... I feel like a coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I like this, even though I would prefer to be there live, I actually like getting the the virtual media pass. Totally free, man. We applied for the passes, you know, we got the access and and like she said, it's amazing because it's so, um, and and you're able to be a little bit more objective too, because of how they are, they set it up for players like that. Like you can compare one player to the next to the next and based on the angles and stuff, you you have an objective uh, position on the different players running the same route. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and it, it's neat. We talked about it, I guess it was last week, how there's also players that now will get eyeballs on them that may not have gotten eyeballs on them before. You know, there, there's some guys that slip through the cracks because nobody got a chance to see them. And now the way that they're doing it this year, you, you, you'll get to see some of these guys that didn't necessarily get an opportunity in the past. Yeah. And so 100%. as far as... As far as the rest of the rookies, you've got to take what little college film that they have. And again, no matter the level of competition, you've got to be able to see the footwork. You've got to be able to see uh, for wide receivers, are they a good route runner? And if they're not even a good route runner now, that's one of the most transferable things, no matter what NFL team that you end up on. If you're a good route runner in college, then you've got a fighting chance in the pros. But if you've only run one route in college and you've done a bunch of bubble screens or a bunch of different things, it's how do they get open? And you've got to look at that. So as a scout, as somebody looking for what transfers to the next level for running backs, to be a three down running back, you've got to be able to not only run for power, but you've got to, I use the analogy of a downhill skier. You want to be under control and fast but you've got to be able to use your power and you've got to be able to cut. You've got to Hmm. be able to put all of your energy 
from one foot to the other, all of your weight, and then not slow down, be able to move. There's a lot of guys that can see the hole, but if they can't get that lateral cut, they're not going to hit that hole at the right moment to be able to get through. And once you get right. through and then you get into the second level and the third level, then do you have that, that speed to get downfield? Do you have good hands? And are you a natural hands catcher or are you just catching screens in the, in the passing game? You know, guys that can get downfield on routes will be so much more versatile in the pros, but in order to have the whole package and this year, unfortunately, I don't think we have anybody that's elite, not even at the top. I like Najee Harris. I think he's going to be great, but I would not use the E word on him. Yeah, no, whereas, he is whereas, great. Yeah. Whereas last year I would have used it on at least a couple of running backs. And so when you have such a good season from last year at any one given position, and we had both running backs and wide receivers hit some pretty good rookies early on, and then some, it took them the second half of the season, but they, they look good there too. But when you, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going? <laughs> no, really, like you're saying, you know, you see these players and how they match up and how they are on tape. So you have a, a leg up basically yeah. on when you go to the draft, you know how they compete already. They're good at running routes, wide receivers. And one thing that stands out to me, Katie, that, you know, some of the big school wide receivers or the wide receivers that play against big school defenses are good um, against the press, against, you know, man press. And you, you get to see that more in, for wide receivers at certain schools. And you're like, wow, this guy can get off the press. That's big in the pros. Like you said, some of the things that they're able to do at that level and, you know, run routes and, you know, the savviness, but then also not a lot of wide receivers never really face the press. Like right. good defensive backs pressing them up at the line of scrimmage. And if they can get off that jam, that, that, you know, forecast them to be maybe a, a, a better starter in, you know, a better start in the pros. I'm watching the senior bowl practices the other day and very, very few of them knew how to even sell a route. Really? So they're, really? They're, so they're just like working on man one-on-one -on -one getting open, but not really selling a route. Just like not selling a route at all. You've got a guy that's playing outside. Crazy. And, and so you, you know that you want to do an out, route. Well, that means you got to get him moving inside in order because he's got outside leverage. He's going to beat you unless you make a move. And they weren't even making a move. The three best route runners on the American team, Amari Rogers, bar none, easiest, sticky hands, great route runner, uh, Cornell Powell, another Clemson teammate. So I think that their coaching staff does a really good job with their wide receivers, teaching them how to run routes not just teaching them how to, you know, just go long and run for the goalpost and right. stuff like that. Run and then around. Shy Smith, and is it Shy or She? Really? I heard She. But I, think I, think it's, it's, I, I don't. I think I don't know, but we'll say Shy. But <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say Shy because that's what I've always said. So Shy Smith was a was a good route runner. The rest of them, I've got comments like Yuck. I want to like him, but no, I can't. And you know it. it uh, Kadarius Tony is overrated. He he's yeah, off exactly. balance, body catch doesn't sell his routes. You're right. He yeah, guys, and Amari Rogers, I'm not high on. I saw him just blow guys like completely wide open on routes and catching the ball wide open, like ten yards, fifteen yards wide open. He's a wide receiver and a running back body. He could play that that Curtis Samuel H back type role. He could and he can play special teams. I mean, I don't know that he's going to be a great fantasy asset. But I think he's going to make a football team very happy. Yeah, He'll he's going to be a good play. pro based on what he's doing. Sure. Right, right. And then the uh, on the national team, 
there was only one good route runner, and you could probably guess who it was, and that's Talon Wallace from Oklahoma State. But yeah, I'm a big fan of his. He and we did those um, some rookie mocks already, and he's gone pretty low uh, so yeah. far. And um, well, again, he's there's gonna rise so and rise. Yeah, there's so many guys in there. Another thing to look for, uh, Mike, is quarterbacks in college. Are they always, always, always out of the shotgun versus taking a three-step drop or a five-step or a seven-step drop? If they don't do a little bit of both, by the time that they start learning how to do the drop back, that changes, that bounces their eyes depending on their weight and the way that they're shifting. It, it changes the way that you read defenses in the whole field. It changes the way that you see the field and your receivers. And so if, if you've got a guy in college who's already played both from the drop back and the shotgun and gets to call his own plays or make his own reads, the more they've got on their plate, the easier it will be to acclimate in the NFL and translate to the NFL. It doesn't mean it's still easy. It doesn't mean that it's a lock or a sure thing. I wish there were sure things in fantasy football. <laughs> the only sure thing is you got to work your tail off, make your best guesses, and adjust on the fly in season to make it work. Well you know, said. and speaking of the quarterbacks, the way you said that, we've had a couple people talk already that there's the, there's the two guys and then there's the drop-off with other guys. Do you believe that with, with the quarterbacks that are out there right now? I think there's two, two tiers. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, and then Trey Lance and Zach uh, Wilson. And then after that, the rest are going to hold clipboards. And, and the other thing is, even, even Zach and, and Trey may have to bide their time, depending on which team that they get drafted to, they may have to sit behind. But I, I think that they've got all kinds of upside. I think Trey Lance, of, of all, has just huge upside. Yeah, I agree with that. So. I know there. I saw a couple mocks where he ended up in Atlanta, which I thought would be good for him. Sit a season behind Matt Ryan. At one point, I saw a mock to Detroit, which I thought would have been awesome to sit behind Stafford for a year. But uh, Stafford's <laughs> leaving, yeah, so exactly. that, that probably won't happen. Although, who knows if he even needs to sit? But it'd be good to have that veteran presence there, even if he doesn't need to sit. Just someone to to, to bounce things off of as a young quarterback. It is interesting. We skipped over the news because we just kind of got into everything. But, you know, there is the Matt Stafford thing and the Deshaun Watson thing, too. You know, there, there's teams that we didn't think might need a quarterback that now may need a quarterback. Suddenly so, do, yeah. Suddenly you know, looking. Yeah. So, yeah, you have uh, – what do you have? You have uh, – what do you call those people? The Texans. Um <laughs> that have so screwed it up that the guy that they just gave $180 million to last year is like, I need to get the fuck away from you people yeah. because you are this place awful. Sucks. And he hasn't even so talked he, to anybody. He, he's out at the, he's out the door. Yeah. He's demanded a trade, um, which I feel like I've seen on ESPN, like every other day <laughs> that it's like a news source. It's like, he's demanded a trade. Like guys, we know he does not want to be there. We get it. We get it. But their GM actually today came out and said, you know, that the organization is still, still standing behind him. They, you know, they're still looking forward to, to getting him in the field next year. And the, yeah, he's going to play somewhere else. Hopefully the jets. Yeah, who else? Matt Stafford's going to be moving. Matt Ryan could be moved. There's 16 teams. Yeah, Rodgers. Yeah. So, There's yeah. half the teams. Half that the teams. It's going to be, yeah. as we mentioned earlier, Jeremy, it's going to be a quarterback go-round. Yeah. It's, and yeah. it won't be Mary. It won't necessarily yeah. so, be Mary. Yeah, Let me musical chairs for the quarterbacks uh, for half the league. Crazy. 
What do you think the best, and this is off the top of the head, obviously, because we do no prep, um, <laughs> and I have my answer, and I'll go first. No practice. The best landing spot for one of these quarterbacks, these uh, free agent slash trade quarterbacks, and I am going to go with Denver. But wait, wait, when you say the best landing spot, we still don't even know all the landing spots that are going to be oh, around. I know. I'm just guessing. I'm assuming what's out there. Like, you know what I mean? I'm assuming what's out there. I mean, there might be some crazy off the wall shit that we don't even know because you got guys uh, like Carson Wentz are coming off one of, Carson Wentz who's coming off one of the worst uh, seasons in football history um, relative to what he was, and he's like demanding trades. So anyone can demand trades. All right, so, like and, and, and there are some jobs that are more desirable than others. I mean, the San Francisco job, you know, a quarterback Damn. going there is going to be happy as hell. Um, likely and Denver one. to Denver with all those weapons and, you know, less John Elway, more football, you know, a, a quarterback's going to be happy to go there probably too. Indianapolis isn't a bad spot. Detroit. I don't know how many quarterbacks are going to seek that out. They're certainly going to, you know, get a quarterback there, but I mean, there are jobs that quarterbacks are going to want to take. And with so many yeah. moving parts, it's going to be really cool for us to dig into this, you know, as early as next week. And that's kind of why I meant there's like a lot of different ones, but Shane, why did you pick Denver as the one that you thought was the most interesting? Cause I forgot about San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> um, so actually I'm going to steal San Francisco because with Brandon, Ayuk, uh, <laughs> Dude, look what's going on with lesser George Kittle. Right. I mean, a real quarterback there, I think a, quarterback with any talent um as opposed to the one they have there now and fun um, to play for shanahan you could fun circle him in all around you could circle him in as a qb1 but yeah. i also think the same of denver because of Cortland sutton uh jerry judy noah fant and uh melvin gordon um i, I think either one of those catchers there young good fast catchers yep i mean look what we did to drew lock for no reason at all <laughs> we pushed drew lock up into basically qb1 status last year before yeah because he's a good dancer it was a dancing and singing yeah exactly right. and, and everybody good. said you know look he has all these weapons how can he not be a good quarterback and we saw how He's not a good quarterback. So that's how, how, yeah. Yeah, that's how he's not a good quarterback. But yeah, those two spots. Oh, I, I can't wait to see who lands there. I just hope it's not someone like Mitch Trubisky. So, Katie, that was a whole bunch of information <laughs> based on the Shane. one question that Shane asked. Download from Shane. <laughs> so, what do you think, Katie? <laughs> as far as which one's the best landing spot for the. Well, he asked for the free agents, but it, I mean, it could be the free agents. It could be the rookies coming in. The what trades. Yeah, trades, anything. Which do you think is the best landing spot? Because you just said it yourself. You said there's 16 teams that need something. So what do you think is the best landing spot? I think Indianapolis. They've got $64 million in cap space, and they've got Pittman and Campbell already, and Jonathan Taylor. They, they could either add a splash free agent like Juju Smith-Schuster or – Kenny Galladay or or even Chris Godwin, I doubt that they would go back to Allen Robinson just because, and I don't know that Allen Robinson would go back there, although with brand new coach and and all the situation, he hey, may. It's better than Chicago. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Dallas would be a good landing spot if they don't keep that. I mean, Dak yeah. is a free agent. They haven't signed him. He's coming off that brutal injury. But Jerry <laughs> says he's going to stand by him. I don't know that he will. <laughs> Uh, Jerry Jones has been more of a snake oil salesman a lot of times. Jerry, time. Jerry Jones. It, it's, Jerry. 
It's funny because the, the reason number one. I was just gonna say the it's reason I'm laughing, one. Katie, is every time someone says a team, Shane's in there like <laughs> he smacks his head and he oh, goes, whoa. "Oh, I forgot about them," you know. It's but because there's some like we saw what Dak could do with that team, you know, with CD <laughs> in his first year with without um, the correct tight end, Blake Jarwin, <laughs> you know, with Dalton Schultz in there, like so he had like a poor man's Blake Jarwin. CD Lamb is a rookie. Schultz is what we wanted the other guy to be. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, either way, yeah, if Dak. Man, they were talking about Stafford maybe landing there, maybe in San Francisco. Like those those three places, and it feels like again, if it's a legitimate quarterback, if it's Stafford, if it's obviously Watson, but if it's like Stafford or Wentz ends up in any of those teams, I'm gonna <laughs> expect QB one numbers out of them. I always like how Shane throws Wentz in there when nobody else is mentioning yeah, Wentz. I mean, <laughs> Where Stafford and Watson go, I'm gonna be excited. Where well, Wentz goes, in there, like, all right, Shane, I got a question. How much, if if they were to trade Wentz, how much of a cap hit would they still have? So I've looked at this a couple different times, and I'm not good at math or reading. Um, so I believe if they trade him, they're looking at a $20 million cap hit, yeah. depending there's on the trade. There's $73 million yeah. over the cap. That's it's still a little hard. Yeah. That's still one-third of the cap. They're not going mm-hmm. to let him go. Yeah, no, I don't think so not either. He's, he's there like next that. year, well, they, right? They need they've they've got fifty two guys signed, so they're seventy three million over. But they have they have most of the most of the guys signed, but the problem the problem is Wentz needs to get his confidence back. He's lost. I mean, let me look. Let me say it this way: Have we seen Wentz be great in the past at all? Have you ever seen? Sure, him be there was great? one season of pretty. Great greatness. I give him a season and a half to two seasons, but yeah. Okay, so we've seen him be great, and now we've seen him be shit. Mm. So just like it takes Josh Allen to practice really hard in the off season, multiple off seasons to become a good passer and really get his lower body in working in sync with his upper body, so that he can be accurate. He's got a great arm. He can go downfield. Now he's he is really doing it. So we've seen. Guys that were bad get good, or guys that were, you know, questionable boom bust get good. We've seen guys that were good get bad. And part of that has been the offensive line and just the rushing around. When you start to see ghosts as a quarterback and you start to lose your confidence, then you start to lose your mechanics. Everything else starts to go. He looked like crap. He was crap. He was playing like crap. Can he regain that is going to be how well he can and if we could somehow get Stefan Diggs to join the Eagles, I immediately think yeah. he'll improve. No, 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 he ain't going anywhere. He's they're <laughs> drafting it. The Eagles, you know, a couple things there. Katie brought up his mechanics, and um, <clears throat> I think everybody is in agreement that his mechanics were awful last year. And uh, I think Greg Fussell, there was an e- a story on the Eagles and ESPN. He was talking about his mechanics, and uh, you know that he he's basically a long strider as a thrower. And when you're like that, you, you have to have a solid base when you're throwing. Um, cause you just don't, you don't get it out as quick. Um, he mentioned, you don't get it out as quick as like Aaron Rodgers. You can't just whip it, you know, like we see Rodgers. And there's um, Katie right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, they're going to be drafting at six. I mean, they can get Jamar chase Waddle, Devonta Smith. They can get that other wide receiver. It's just, you know, Nick Siriano, who I didn't know existed until two weeks ago. Um, it's just, can he really? get that out of him? Yeah, no idea who he was. Um, <laughs> but apparently the Colts and the Eagles are um, cousins uh, from West Virginia. 
Um, cause they keep swapping coaches. The Eagles shit can press Taylor and press Taylor got picked up by, uh, by the Indianapolis Colts who also, you know, a couple of years ago go took in uh, Frank Reich. So it's very incestuous. Um, all the Nick Siriano from the Colts, the new Eagles head coach, he brought like 37 Colts guys with him. The only prerequisite was that they had to be white. Um, uh, no. that was it. Well, allegedly, it, allegedly, <laughs> but there was this funny, if you look at this tweet from Bamani Taylor, at one point they showed his coaching staff and they literally looked like they all were the same dude. Oh my God. Well, you know, and again, that goes back to stuff we had written on the news, which we didn't do the news, but, but I'm, I'm working it in. I'm working it in, baby. Well, I was going to say to you, the news He's was leaking a little bit at a time. <laughs> And yeah, you know, it's happening organically. <laughs> and, and but if we're going to leak it in, then we do need to mention that the news is brought to you by fantasydata.com. And Shane, you were going to tell some people about fantasydata.com today, as well as our promo code. So it's a website, um, in case anyone was unaware. Um, and it's a fantasy football, not just fantasy football, they have other fantasy sports. I don't count other fantasy sports because I'm like, well, what is that? Fantasy baseball? Like, who the <laughs> playing fantasy baseball why would you do that <laughs> fantasy mma like i don't even understand do you fantasy get like curling though fantasy curling do you get right there. i so get like, fantasy MMA. Ones, no. okay mma do you get like points for like a kick uh, okay okay like, bring, it, bring it back bring it back tell everybody yeah, anyway. fantasydata.com and why they should go there <laughs> so it's, a, it's a great site for dfs it's a great site for stats it has advanced metrics um it's one of my go-to sites when i'm doing some research which is just about every day um, what do you, what do you mean by advanced football. metrics, Shane? Um, Can metrics. Can you tell me a little more about what they have? Sure. Um, they have things like <laughs> juke rate, um, which people love to talk about. I'm not really sure juke rate actually correlates to anything, but it's fun to say. And I've actually cited it before. And while I've cited it, I've gone, I don't know what the fuck this shows, but sure. And I've made um, fun of you about it, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's fun to say. It's like, oh, juke rate. Dude, his juke rate is high. You know that means he's good. Um, his eluded tackles are super high. That means he's good, even but though. But does he have contact balance? <laughs> well, <laughs> you have, first you want to check. How much junk in the trunk of that? Right, we've, we've totally gone away. You need to tell so people you, about the oh, site. Anyway, so it's a great site, but they, no. Besides Jukrate, they have they have other advanced metrics that are actually useful, uh, like you know, simple things like fantasy points per target, which I find useful. Um, <laughs> Pass uh, off the grass stat. So great. Some other stuff I forget. All right. Um, so t- so I have to log in because I honestly I haven't gone. All I use is it for the stupid stats. I'm just like, how many fantasy points did they score? <laughs> so listen, after months and months of saying it, and people very yards, very people going to it just because Shane tells you to. He was going to give you a little bit of information on what it was. And there's but, great. You know what? There, there's a couple great writers over there too. Um, Everybody knows Jody Smith, I think, right? Yes. So, yeah. All right. Jody's over there. Sure. He's yeah, Jody's good. Good yeah. peeps. So, go ahead. Go over to fantasydata.com. Use our promo code TRADESHQ, all in caps. TRADESHQ. Mm-hmm. Get your right on. And, yeah. and get your discount over Make there. Make sure you check out those advanced <laughs> metrics. Advanced I don't, efficiency <laughs> metrics. I love efficiency metrics. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I know you're supposed to fade efficiency <laughs> metrics because you're like, dude, you can't count on it. It's a small sample size, all that stuff. Like, if Peter Howard were here, he'd probably smack me in the face for bringing up, you know, efficiency metrics. But I love citing them because I'm just like, dude, if you extrapolate this, you know what I mean? Like, you see what he did on 15 targets? Imagine what he would do at 150. 
So, so we thought it would be interesting if he would explain it tonight, but it kind of went all over the place. But there was great job, Shane. Yeah, good job. So, so <laughs> there, there was another thing that was on the news sheet about. Are you excited about any of the other new coaches? Because since we did the, the last show, they were all hired, right? There's only one team left that still needs a head coach. So, right. so besides your Eagles, which we already know how you feel, whether you say they're I, your team I or don't not, root for the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. Exactly. Whatever you I say. I don't root for the Eagles. Whatever you say. So, I, Katie, are you excited about any of the new coaches? Yes. I don't know his fucking name, but the guy that's <laughs> going to be coaching Detroit. Detroit. The guy, the guy that's going to be coaching Detroit. I've Dan Campbell. He's going to use DeAndre Swift the way that he was born to run. And I love, love, love that. Immediately yeah. better, just throwing to the f***ing running back. And that's Daniel. right. Use him the way he was made for, man. He he will be sky high. And Detroit has a lot of – they've got – well, they've got a couple spots at wide receiver open and not a lot of cap space, but they've got a pretty good uh, draft position. That's the thing. They can draft their quarterback of the future or get a quarterback in exchange for Stafford. So I worked out a couple. You're talking about possibly the Rams. So Goff, maybe. I mean, it's a, it's a quarterback. He's a quarterback, right? I mean, nominally, he, he does play the position. He does play the position. And it's better I guess, than Carson Wentz. It's all I know. I technically, <laughs> last Jeremy, year we was. almost got through it without um, mentioning Carson. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, not, last year he was. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I do like the Dan Campbell after he got past the whole like, oh, we bite their kneecaps. Like, what are you talking about? No, I like that. Then he that. got fiery. <laughs> I don't. I hate. I hate shit like that. But, We're gonna eat people's heads off. Like what? No, but, but also, but also, he, look at what Dan Campbell looked like when he played football, and it no, no, all makes sense. He was crazy yeah. looking and a monster. Yeah, but also, but Jeremy, like he was talking. He was talking defense and IDP and all stuff, which we already know Shane doesn't give a shit about anyway. Shane doesn't, no, yeah, like, he doesn't even <laughs> care. He can't spell IDP. But like Katie said, when he started talking about this shit that actually matters. <laughs> Talking about using him in the slot. Your ears perked as, up for sure. Yeah, yeah, using him as a pass catching I back agree, because you know DeAndre looked like the absolute running back one a few games last year, as every rookie running back apparently did at some point or another. But not uh, all, not all, not all of them, but except for Keyshawn Vaughn. And Everyone not- else, <laughs> yeah, every other rookie running back except Keyshawn Vaughn spent a week on uh, RB. Uh, and honestly, RB1 the best Twitter. day for the New York Jets was when Adam Gase left. Immediately, that team became better because it didn't matter who was coaching them. Just that Adam Gase was gone was the positive news, and and they did get a guy in there that I think is going to, sh- you know, kick shit up uh, at least a notch. Right? What do you think about that, guys? Well, you, you you just have no idea with that team. I mean, anybody's going to be than better Gase. than Gase. Yeah, exactly. Anybody. Gase. You know, Katie, I wanted to ask you something. It's the best Gase scenario that he's not there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the best Gase scenario. <laughs> I'm going to bring Katie back to the diva stuff. So listen, you know, <laughs> with you we having the a, yeah, we we've made a lot of we made a lot of jokes here tonight. Really, more than I think we've done in a long time about Keyshawn Vaughn. Was there really? Was there anybody? I mean, I think Keyshawn Vaughn's probably the biggest one that we we talked a lot about last year in the offseason, and he really did nothing. I mean, was there any other of those guys where people thought they were going to get a chance? And in the year of COVID where everybody got a chance, he really didn't. Was there any other? Katie warned people, too, on on Keyshawn Vaughn. She told people, hey— (laughs) <laughs> watch out this guy is uh, you know, fool's gold yeah but it's funny if you look at it i mean so many people got opportunities but he never did well you earn your opportunities too 
And I mean, even AJ Dillon, who had to wait a long time for his opportunity, look what he did when it happened. Yeah, yeah big fan. And, of and with Aaron Jones potentially gone, he can be the lead back. He's shown that he can handle. He's a he's a good pass catcher, and he is a power back. He can, yeah. and he's a great blocker. He can be that three down back. And then whether or not they keep Jamal Williams or if they just sign a rookie, doesn't really matter. Right. His second, right? Exactly. Then you've just got the you know backups. So so AJ Dillon is one that will get the opportunity going forward. Do you think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to get the opportunity, no. or do you think no? no. <laughs> You're just like no, no, no chance. Is there anybody no. else like that 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 maybe didn't get the opportunity that you do think will get one? Because you know the way the dynasty community works, whether it's right or wrong, which right. we we all think it's wrong, but everybody thinks that the moment these rookies come in, they're going to be the next great thing. And a right. lot of times they don't have the patience to wait. So, like you just mentioned, AJ, AJ Dillon. Is there somebody else that you think that didn't get the opportunity this year, but you you do have high hopes for them going forward? Uh, AJ Dillon is the number one that comes to mind. I don't like uh, Anthony McFarlane for Pittsburgh. I don't know that he's going <laughs> to get that opportunity, but he's a bo- he's so boom bust. It's like right. I hope he gets the app. I know that face Thank that you. Shane just made. I've never seen him make that face, so that's why I was because, laughing. Because he's so was, animated tonight. Because okay, so last year, you know, in a lot of the rookie drafts, I could have gone with Antonio Gibson or Anthony McFarland. And I'm let me guess. I chose, I chose unfortunately, but um, let's just say I have a lot of Anthony, uh, Anthony McFarland, uh, big surprise. I'm just because he, look, he's an exciting player. He was in college. And I, I think if he gets a chance, He's not going to be a 25 touch guy. I don't think he needs that though. Um, right. Yeah. He, 15 at 12. Can you, can you, can you picture him and Benny Snell together in that backfield? Or do you think that they draft one of the dud running backs? There's not a, there's, there's some outside of Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, even Javonta Williams, like he's got to test well in order to, He's not going to be a first round pick. There's only probably going to be one of them drafted in the first round. I don't think they drafted. Yeah, I don't think there may be two that are second round, and then then starting in the third round, that's where you where you get the rest of them. But I don't know. I I can picture that their backfield with maybe another rookie as the backup to the backup kind of thing. McFarland Snell kind of that would you know. That goes against their usual MO, you know, of just having right. the one guy. But, you know, the one guy that they've usually had was Le'Veon Bell, who was a Hall of Fame <laughs> caliber player the years and, he was and there. And what did they choose to do when it was time to pay him? Bye. The Steelers Bye. the Steelers are that team that will, you know, yeah. bring in Mark Ingram on like a really cheap deal and start him over. I'd be over the moon with that if I owned Anthony McFarlane or if I roster Anthony McFarlane because I'd much rather they bring in a Mark Ingram who's 32 years old. Right. <laughs> he's had right. a great career, then draft Travis Etienne because then I know, all right, he's dead. Yeah, I don't think they will. I don't, they're not going to draft Travis Etienne. I, don't, I, don't, I love McFarland, yeah. but we'll see. I could picture Najee yeah. Harris over Etienne okay, for, well, that. for the Steelers. He'd, he'd yeah, also yeah. be dead. For the Steelers, yeah, because Najee Harris can not only – he's got power and he's got a grade-A prime filet steak ass, um, but – He's got junk in the trunk. He's, he's definitely got the thighs and everything working. Uh, 
but I think that that would be the better fit because he can do it all. He can be their three down dude. I agree. And then, I like them the and then bring in McFarland from time, you know, as a little bit of a spell. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, like for my, not for anyone else. Cause I don't care about their fantasy teams. Like I don't want to pretend I care about your fantasy teams when you listen. To I this know you guys. don't care about mine. I've yeah. seen you trade off her bitch. <laughs> everybody has that same feeling, Katie. Yes. Everybody gets the same feelings. Awesome. Yeah, I don't want you to think I'm one of those podcasters. I, I care about my patrons, uh, fantasy teams. Exactly. Patrons, but, uh, the rest of you people f- off. Um, anyway, um, but it would be awesome for the, the the Steelers to just, you know, kind of switch up roles and go, you know what? We do have two guys that we think we can use in this role where we usually use one. Like, let, let's get Anthony McFarlane 12 to 13, 14, 15 touches a game, and we'll use Benny Snell for 12 to 15 touches a game. That would be awesome. You'd be betting against history. But, you know, look, it's a shot worth taking. I mean, you could probably get Anthony McFarlane as a throw-in in most trades at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's way off people's yeah. radar. In fact, if you chose between Gibson and McFarlane, I think that McFarlane may someday mm, – nah, he won't get to the same guy. <laughs> yeah, he won't You know, Katie, you, this past year with, with the Devi – is there anybody that say like going into the season was really high on Debbie, like really top guy you had to have him. And now here we are in the off season, getting ready to go into an NFL draft in a couple months. Is there anybody that was really high that have completely dropped off the charts that you want people to not pay attention to anymore when they have all along? Okay. So somebody that should be, uh, not what that's the most confusing it, no, it, it, what it is, somebody listen, that, wait, wait, Shane, we should be high and then dropped, but haven't dropped in value and people will still be taking exactly. them at that high price based on name cachet alone. Thank instead you. Instead of, and you're, you're just talking about rookies. Right. So, well, Katie, just right because now, of, so, so while she's thinking about this, well, I need so, to understand she, she's drawing your question. Because no, it was Shane, that awful, awful <laughs> Shane first of all, she, she understood it. <laughs> she understood it. You didn't understand it because I didn't have the chart and made it really simple for you. And it wasn't on the show sheet, but the point <laughs> she is went to her interpreter and the, she's like, Hey, what's no, this? she knew, right. First of all, you don't know what she, you were gone. So no, no, the no, thing I is, had, <laughs> I, I unplugged my headphones and I heard you over the speaker. The thing is, is people that are do Debbie, they always have these guys that are really high on their list and then they don't produce or they don't end up getting drafted or they're not something that isn't what we thought they would be. And that's what I was trying to ask her. Is there somebody right now that's been really high all along but now is not? Is is that simple enough for you to understand, Shane? I I get it now. Well, she understood right away. So go ahead, Katie. I've got three, three names. Two that were really big. One that was a later round flyer, but everybody's darling late round flyer. And so we're going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, He was always one of the top wide receivers taken in Debbie. And I think that with the talent that there is, he reasonably should be drafted in the third round of a rookie draft. So if people are boosting him to the second round or even higher based on name cachet, that's, I think, a mistake. Amon Ra, brother of yeah, brother of Equinemius, another another Debbie darling that never quite did exactly never. And then he also his his draft position, his draft capital. He was the third Green Bay wide receiver drafted in that draft, and he was drafted in the seventh round. And yet, yeah, Jamon Moore 
who was drafted earliest in round four, nobody was even taking him, but they were taking ESP. Well, like in, in even after that two. happened, they were still who, drafting ESP. Well, who who has the funner name to say? So, <laughs> well, so. who's on the Browns practice squad and who's on the real roster? And Marquez Valdez Scantling was the third one, and yeah. he actually has stuff more than ESP. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was getting on the plane from Dallas to go home when uh, Equinemius was finally drafted. So I know he was yeah. drafted right there near the end. Um, all right. Yeah. So so his brother, so, who else? Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown was the first one. Um, as much as I loved him, um, I just lost. Oh, Nico Collins, Michigan. I think he was a big name. A lot of people expected he didn't quite have the college production. Then he started producing a little bit more. He had Shea Patterson throwing to him. There's no question that Shea Patterson is a horrible, horrible quarterback. Well, also, Michigan he, doesn't he develop wide receivers. Eagles in the second round, though, right now you'd be able to get him for a first-round rookie pick uh, just because it, he's the Eagles' uh, probable quarterback. Anyway. I think that's a great example of a player, Katie. And I mean, honestly, if you think about the Michigan system and not developing players, just all, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones was, yeah. he was like the DK Metcalf of the year that, you know, he was available for us to take in Debbie drafts and he didn't become anything. And, you know, now being on the Browns, um, you know, e e developing him and he he's kind of <laughs> coming into his own, maybe, you know, approximating what we thought he could do in the, in, you know, as a wide receiver. And I think the sky's the limit for that kid. I think he could develop, but Nico Collins is, a, is another great example of a real talent that just didn't get an opportunity in college. Right. And and I think she to say something yeah, she, you see Mike Shane's, playing with his freaking screen, the goofball. Well, she, no, I'm laughing because Shane's raising his hand, but for me, I'm frozen some reason. Yeah. 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 So that was a little creepy. Yeah. You could be, you could be eating a you. Snickers bar behind there. Are you eating a Snickers bar? Look, see, there's two oh, of Mike, me. You got to take a picture yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah wait, wait, hold picture, on. Let me take man. the picture because of this. That's, yeah, but that's on your end. <laughs> that's All right, everybody smile. Look, One, two, look three. Like hugging, you look like you're hugging yourself. <laughs> you got yourself on your lap. It yeah. looks like you've got yourself on your lap. Uh, hold on, I'm sitting on my own lap. Hold on, wait. Okay, there we go. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> I don't know why that's that way. <laughs> Shane's got a funny face. All right, yeah. but go ahead, and uh, go ahead, Shane. You were saying. All right, so Shane, go ahead. Okay. John Harbaugh, not good for five-star uh, wide receiver recruits. Um, so just if any kids are listening, first of all, um, yeah, they don't develop receivers up there. Don't you go should, there. You shouldn't listen to this show if you're a child. Secondly, don't go to Michigan because they 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 destroy wide receivers, um, five-star recruits. That guys that. Like people were talking about them as NFL prospects as high school seniors. Like, you know what I mean? Like all they needed was two decent seasons and they DPJ would have been an earlier round draft pick. And instead he was a seventh rounder and we were all excited when he had 300 receiving yards this year. Yes. Okay. So here, here are my notes from the first practice on Tuesday, Nico Collins, one-on-one -on -one, sloppy, bad tracker of the football, not a good route runner. Wow, not, not a lot to really look at positive at all. That's terrible for a wide receiver. Right, and especially somebody that is as highly touted and recruited as he was. And it goes to, as Shane was mentioning, the development. A lot of these college programs don't really care about the kids' development and getting them into the pros. They care about winning football games. Yeah, that's and what I was saying. Gonna, Michigan is not developing wide receivers. Right. Donovan They're not developing the most recent case in I mean, yeah. yeah, even uh, 
Zach Charbonnet, their running back who had a lot of talent. He's transferring. And he's smart for that. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. And you know what? And I just remembered coming into the college season, remembering that, oh, Charbonnet, he's a nice, he's a, he's a nice little, not completely under the radar, but you know, he wasn't like that obvious name. And you're like, oh, this is going to be nice. And Harbaugh's just fucking that up too. And you <laughs> could almost forgive Harbaugh if they were actually winning. It's just, they lose. So like, dude, do one or the other, like develop players that go to the NFL's NFL's or you know, the <laughs> NFL or win or be Nick Saban, who I hate with a passion, but you know what? He wins and his players go to the NFL. He develops them. They want to go there. They want to get and, drafted. They do get drafted. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what it about what it is about Nick Saban, but every wide receiver that comes out of that school um, is an excellent um, route. He's a first rounder. Yeah. And it's just like Clemson. Yeah. Clemson, yeah. even right. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro was like yes. a walk on. And he became, look at him now for, yeah. for Vegas. He's a great little route runner. Yeah. Yeah, he's a tenacious dude, but he wasn't a high prospect. He tenacious wasn't a big, He wasn't a big prospect at all. So, kids, if you're listening, um, don't go to Michigan. I know Clemson and Alabama. You know, it might be tough. I mean, that those are good schools, but if you have your choice of three, pick one of the other two, not Michigan. Yeah, there are a lot of schools that do develop wide receivers, but. And that's a good place to end this conversation with Shane's little uh, information for you. So look, we've been we've been recording for over an hour. We do have a couple trades. Katie, if you'd like to stick around during the Patreon, we'll we'll push these trades to the Patreon. Katie, as long as I can get another drink. Yes, I was going to say you you held up your cup and that's what I assumed you meant. So, all right, before we wrap everything up, we never did. Does anyone care if I go get a cigarette? Shane, just just go. uh, Just go. We'll wrap it up without you. Just go. We'll leave. Just like your ex-wife. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll wrap it up without him. But uh, Katie, yeah, we we never even got what to. What did you just say about his ex-wife? No. Just, I said, just like your ex-wife, leave. I said, I said we can finish this without you, Shane. Just like your ex-wife. <laughs> Shit, I caught the end of it. I I wasn't listening at first. Awesome. And I was trying to go past it. I was trying to go past it so it wouldn't get emphasized. But Andy just- Singleton came on our show and he's like, "Well, you know what, um, Shane? You know, I, some of us trade our, you know, trade our wives for fantasy football. I'm not one of them." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Did you really just say that, did poor Shane?" So, Katie, so we kind of jumped right into everything. I we, did, never, really we never, we never did it. We ne- no, you don't have to be sorry, but we never did an introduction. So go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing. And everything because you know everybody knows you anyways, but we might as well do that here. I'm the diva of Debbie. Oh my Bitches! God. Not you. And you just you just spiked every single thing on this mixing boy by screaming. I know how to use this microphone, boy. I wish I had a mute button. I don't have a f-ing mute button. Jeremy, you're not holding your lips the right way. I mute myself, Mike. Get real. Go ahead, Katie. Oh, I have to get real. He's screaming, blowing up the entire board. But go ahead, Katie. Tell everybody about yourself. All right, so you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Skyler 399. I am also on the Under the Helmet podcast every week, and I am also on Off the Rails podcast. It's another Dynasty podcast with Jeremy Brown, and it's so much fun. And uh, so, yeah. Cool. That's me. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for coming in tonight. You know, we, we ended up recording on a Friday night. A lot of things went on this week. So we appreciate you coming in. I, we know you're always welcome here and you know that. And whenever we do a Friday thing, anytime we've ever asked you, you're always like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so thank you for Fun coming Friday. in. And, yeah. Thanks for coming in and doing that. Uh, Shane has already left. So normally he tells us about our, our Patreon accounts and our, and our HQ crew. But Jeremy, why don't you tell everybody about that and about our store? Yeah, you guys need to become a patron of the uh, the HQ. Um, honestly, the HQ crew, we treat those people so well. Uh, become a patron. Just go to patreon.com, Dynasty Trades HQ. We have a dedicated group me chat. Everybody's in that's a patron. Um, all day long, um, honestly, we talk trades all the time, but Shane literally lives in the thread. Um, you could probably reach him at like every hour of the day, like he's on call. So it's trades all day long. Shane exists like within that thread. I think that's his home base. He, he moved out recently of his, um, existing home. And I think he lives in the group me thread for the patron HQ. So join the HQ crew, amazing group of people. I truly, we have the best people that, um, belong to this crew. Um, they're in our listener leagues. We have special, um, gear and swag for those folks. They don't even know what it is yet because we just rolled it out this month. We're going to announce soon what kind of gear that these people get. No one else gets. It's a special logo, HQ crew. Um, you have to be a Patreon. You have to be a crew member in order to get this, uh, these t-shirts, um, these stickers, these koozies, all this great stuff. Um, we, we do trades for these folks. Um, we have them on the show. We do special stuff on the patron. I, I can't do a justice to this. Uh, I'll tell you this. Shane doesn't care about most of our listeners. He does, however, care about the patrons, and he'll tell you that. They're, they have a special um, place in his heart. So join, become a patron of the HQ, and I promise you, you'll have a great time. We have um, the first tier at $3 and up. Um, you get the unedited podcast. You can get our not safe for work podcast that we're going to record next after this. Um, you get to hear us uninhibited. There's so much to, to, to get when you're a, a patron and it's awesome. Also our store, like Mike was saying, we do have a store where you can just get shirts, hats, stickers, underwear, bag, cell phone cases, all kinds of cool stuff. And even you can get things with shit. Shane says all kinds of um, funny stuff that's happened on this show on the back of a t-shirt or um, other gear. Can you get a Diva uh, Debbie shirt at that store? Uh, we're going to make one for you. DTHQ.StoreEnvy.com DTHQ.StoreEnvy.com And since you heard it here first, the Diva of Debbie, we coined that term on our show for Katie Flower, our favorite Debbie personality. Um, you know what? We're going to do an HQ shirt um, just for the Diva of Debbie. So you can find that too at our store. Uh, look for that in the next week. And Thanks that's Katie so awesome because Katie's, do, yeah, Katie's doing a thumbs up but it is true. Jeremy, Jeremy Jeremy was very proud of that. It was fun when he made that up, and it's so awesome that it stuck. And and a few times you were on the show, yeah. we kept saying, "Hey, that should be your name," you know. And that's awesome. Yeah, and I do want to say one thing about what you just said, Jeremy. Uh, it, yeah. All of that is awesome, and we do make jokes all the time. And actually, Shane just came back in the room, so it's perfect. We're wrapping it up, Shane. But one thing that Jeremy said, and you make the joke all the time that you care more about our patrons than our listeners. But but it is true. You do care about our listeners as well. You care about oh, everybody. I love, our, I, love, I love our listeners. Exactly. And, um, I just, and yeah, I appreciate wait, it. Wait, wait, I just wait, wait, wait. I just wanted to put that out there that you do care oh, about no, no, our no, listeners yeah. too. So I'll put it, so let me just say this. Um, you know, I speak frankly on this podcast. I've I've spoken a lot about personal stuff that I never thought I would. Um, and if I didn't 
love the people that listen to the show and I didn't love the responses that it gets. Um, and I didn't love that people reach out to me and talk to me about my issues, either to help me, um, or, you know, to just to let me know that they appreciate it. And that somehow I help them talking about how fucked up I am. Um, I, I love our listeners. Our listeners are awesome. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. every, every time, look, you know, every time I come on the show and, I might mention that something's gone ha- happened in my life, <laughs> which it seems to be a lot over the last year. <laughs> um, you know, my 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 DMs immediately light up with people that listen to this show, and yeah. that that's just awesome. That people would even want to take a second out of their day to reach out to someone they don't really know. You know, they just hear me on uh, a podcast and. That's that's an amazing thing that people, like I said, would even take any time out of their day to reach out to me and go, "Hey, are you okay?" And I mean, that's yeah. that's an awesome thing. Exactly, and that's why. Exactly, and that's why I wanted to mention it because we always make that joke every single week. But mm. oh, yeah. but I just wanted to point it out that because I love our listeners. Yeah, because no matter what we say, we know that we're joking. But there's always sometimes where some people out there may not understand that we're joking. So I just wanted yeah, to and point. Yeah, I appreciate it. Mike. You're right. I appreciate, it. and you do too. Anybody who reaches out to us on Twitter or elsewhere, um, any anybody, anytime doesn't have to be a patron. Um, I, I always appreciate that they reach out and ask questions and. Uh, uh, yeah, anybody who listens to the show and follows us on Twitter, thank you. Appreciate all of you. Yeah, and jump in my DMs and ask fantasy football questions too. Sometimes. Do not ask dating advice. Stick not to dating advice. Football. Stay stay far away. All right, so cool. So yeah, and I just I just wanted to say that 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 was the whole point. So all right, so and also check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Give us a rate and review over there at iTunes. <laughs> and Shane's making some faces. So right now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to the Patreon show, our HQ crew. We're gonna do some of these trades that we have on the show sheet. And Katie's. Oh, and also- also, listeners, if you want to flood Michael Sipes' DMs with like, hey, you guys should do some live YouTube streams, get him flood DMs saying that. There yes. And let me d- let me say, we did mention it last week as a throw-off that because we weren't really announcing it totally, but we did get a lot of feedback about it. But we are starting in February. We're going to have once a month, we're going to have a Google Hangout with all of our patrons. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be Shane, Jeremy, and I sitting in a room with as many... <laughs> I, don't, I mean, we have like a hundred. I don't know if we can put them all into one Google Hangout, but we're going to try. So, uh, but we're going to start doing that every month where you guys will get to hang out with us on a Saturday night once a month. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, thanks for listening. That's you, that, that I got to be honest with you. When I was <laughs> like, when I think about a Saturday night partying, I'm like, I want to be on a Zoom session, talking some fantasy football dude, with other middle-aged dudes. Dude, what? you know it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome and you're going to be sitting there in that room that uh matthew barry said looks like your basement so all right um (laughs) go ahead everybody say goodbye and we'll talk to you guys next week hey we'll see you next week thank you everybody say goodbye shane bye shane bye shane